What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast, number 68. I am Nick Beto. And I'm Jared Beto. And that's it. It's been pretty rare that we don't have a packed studio, but uh, this one was kind of kind of on a whim. Not really. We talked about it. So this one, we're going to... It's going to be kind of a split uh, the beginning part, I'm going to give a, a fishing update, and then we're just going to jump into some bow hunting talk, and specifically a South Dakota antelope hunt that takes place, well, you leave this Friday, this coming Friday, which when you guys hear this, it'll be last Friday. Yep. So maybe you'll, maybe right now you have one. That you're taking to the taxidermist. By, yeah, when you listen to this, yeah. No, no, it, it's confusing. <laughs> it like, is, No, yeah. I, I don't have one right now. <laughs> so jumping right into a fishing update. Um, I don't know if I just suck or what's going on, but uh, I have yet to catch a walleye this summer. <laughs> I've only fished for three weekends. Uh, Leech Lake is where I have been uh, primarily. We did pick up a couple decent perch, a couple 12-inch perch, which was the highlight of our day. Um, doing a lot of Lindy rig trolling and bottom bouncer trolling in anywhere from 10 to 15 feet. Seems like any deeper than that, you're not going to catch anything. And if you go shallower than that, you're going to get into a lot more bluegill, um, rock bass, stuff like that. Um, got out, did a little bit of tubing this last weekend. That was fun. But other, and then we did hop around to a couple other smaller lakes and it was same story, same depth, same tactics and a whole bunch of, I've caught a lot of fish, just not a lot of fish that I want to talk about. Not the good ones. Not the good ones. (laughs) I just want one walleye. That'd make me happy. And the rate I'm going, I'm going to have to wait until, um, until ice season. Then you'll catch a lot, right? More than, more than this summer. Uh, get get the old ice castle out on the lakes and be able to use that for a full season. The weather is starting to... We, I think we got a little bit of time left of this bullshit 80, 90 degree, mm-hmm. 100 in some places, which we'll get yep. into that. Um, but it's starting to kind of feel like fall a little bit. It's, uh, we're less than, well, what are we, 15, 16 days away from... Opening day of bow season in North Dakota. I don't know how many days are in August. Yeah, I'm not even sure what what is the date. Is it the second this year, or when is it? Uh, Friday is September first. Oh, okay. So yep, the first. So yeah, it's oh. the 14th as of when we're recording this. When you guys hear this, it'll be the 23rd. So it'll be next Friday once this drops. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely it's right around the corner. It's almost here. So if you don't have your bow sighted in yet, you should probably get on that. Start shooting. Or if you want to wait and go out later. I know some guys prefer going out in that mid-October, late-October range. Yep. <clears throat> I'll be out right away. I'm excited. We could we could touch base on, uh, along with sighting in your bow, what what else could you take a look at on, like, making sure your bow is, uh, <laughs> uh, everything is intact? <clears throat> I, yeah. I can let Nick take this one here. So this is where we usually don't start off the episodes with the North Bros tip of the week, but this week we're kind of, if you haven't figured out that, that, that was my fishing update. It wasn't very long. Um, oh. <laughs> if you have been listening, we have a North Bros tip of the week. Every well, you can week. save it till the end. No, I'm going to, I haven't it. been on enough to where I don't, I didn't <laughs> know that the tips wait till the end of. No, that's uh podcasts. I've been, I've been actually, I was disappointed when this happened because i have i've told a lot of people about it but i haven't told the podcast people about it so the way that i've been telling this story it's kind of a prolonged story where the first half of it does not pertain at all so jared had a good idea to start a bow league this fall or this summer Mm -hmm. which i don't think i've made it to one official league night I usually text him another night of the week, and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm free tonight. He's like, all right, let's shoot, because he's got the luxury of being able to walk out his garage and 
shoot as far as he wants to shoot. So I come down. This would have been two weeks ago. Come down, start shooting. I have, I have a. Was it two weeks ago already? Well, will be. Oh, what you're saying when it's aired? (laughs) Yeah, that's so confusing. I think, I think it actually happened last week at the time of recording this one. But we come down, and I have eleven arrows, and I shot two rounds, ranging between thirty and eighty yards. Everything was working flawlessly, shooting very well. Well, before we quit, we go out to 100 yards. And my sight tape maxes out at 80. So when I shoot at 100, I kind of have to aim high. And the first arrow that I sent, good old two-fletch, that one buried into the ground. And the second arrow, I knock, and Jared is standing behind me. So when I'm drawing, he's looking at my back. And I, my bow is set at 70 pounds for the draw. And I knock onto the D loop, knock the arrow, get my release clipped in. And I start drawing back. (laughs) And I don't know if I got, what would your guess be on how far of a draw I had before? I have, I have no clue how far you got back part of the way, obviously. I I, I must've been right around halfway. And then all of a sudden, you kind of hear a loud snap and my arrow disappears and I punch myself in the face with the full 70 pounds of uh, the old power max <laughs> and it did not feel good. So the tip of the week is if your D loop is frayed at all, replace it. Don't shoot it. Yeah. Don't go until it wears out. <laughs> Cause my arrow kind of did like it, a little, little rainbow thing. Yep and stuck into the ground and what i still don't understand is the string on the on the bow i have lighted knocks and this one was off and it didn't hit the knock most of you guys know how lighted knocks work if you don't it's a it's like a little a little button that's inside your knock and when your arrow gets released by the string the string pushes in the button which turns on the light it didn't turn on the light it just kind of went what would you say 40 50 yards ahead of us and stuck straight in the ground Mm mm-hmm and after it happened, it turned my hat sideways. My glasses were damn near falling off. And Jared's like, "Like what the? What just happened? Yeah, what was that?" <laughs> and I'm, I'm just kind of, "What did I look like?" I don't know. Your, well, your face was beat red from yeah, you getting hit in it, and then your hat was sideways, and then you kind of had like some snot bubbles kind of going there. Like <laughs> you know, eyes are watering. Yeah, eyes are watering, and. Uh, it took me a second to realize what actually happened, and then, yeah, we looked at his D-loop, and it was, oh, yeah, split right in half. Because you heard a noise. Yeah, I think that the noise was must have been the release cracking your teeth or your nose or something. Because, yeah, it didn't sound very good. And I, I didn't even respond when you asked what happened. I just kind of looked at you and was just, <laughs> like, kind of shaking my head, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and it, the, it still hurts a little bit. Yeah, my nose still hurts today like if i well like because like i'll start sweating at work and i'll just go like wipe the sweat like right there like if i just a little tiny bit it's not as sensitive like if i just grab the tip of my nose and and move it now but like i can still feel it back here and it yeah i don't uh don't recommend that so other than north dakota archery starting here in next friday um you will already have returned from your trip that you leave on Friday, this coming Friday, which is the 18th, the 18th. Yep. And where are you heading? Yep. Me and my buddy, we are heading to South Dakota. We drew our archery antelope tags. So we're going to go down there Friday and I think we're going to try and hunt at least three full days. And, uh, yeah, we are just trying to duplicate what we did last year. We had success last year and, uh, this is our second, Second year going, so we're just going to try it and see if we can have some luck again. And shout out to Ryan. We've been trying to get him on here, but uh, yeah. he's got a little excuse now. Right. Yep. Ryan, he, Al, and the fact that we're leaving this next weekend, he, he was, I think, stuck at home most of the week this week, or else he probably would have joined us on the, the podcast. The, the so. little one, that that's understandable. That's yeah. A, you can't get mad at a guy for that. Right. Yep. <laughs> but we will get him on. Oh, yeah. Maybe He'll after you join. guys are successful here. And then Hope we so. we have a whole bunch more rabbit holes that we can go down with uh, with yep. Ryan. Well, yeah. Well, even if we're not, you know, our idea is to be successful. But if we're not, we're just gonna have some fun. So, 
<clears throat> Should be a good time. Now, we talked about this a little bit before we got on, and I did my normal thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool conversation, but we kind of, we got to, we got to like cut it out. We can't talk before. <laughs> <the> podcast talk. <laughs> the one thing that you mentioned to me earlier that I, I think my response was, yeah, I'm too fat. That would be miserable. Mm-hmm. Is the temperature that you're going to be looking at when you're out there. I think you said it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be warm. I think the forecast calls for Friday is going to be over a hundred, and I think the next three days are in the nineties. So, so I want to I want to get into all of your uh, like last week's episode, how Wixo did it with his elk hunt. He just kind of went through everything from, I mean, start literally everything. He went through what he's shooting for a bow, his arrow setups. If he changes his arrow setups, which he does not, he shoots the same thing mm-hmm. year round. Um, or when I say year round, I mean like for whitetail and for mule deer and for elk. He's okay. n- not going to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through what he's running for boots, what his camo is, what his backpack is, his tent, his sleeping system, what he's bringing for food, kind of the whole get up. And another, so my first question, which we can probably cover this again, but is there anything in particular that you're doing or any specialized gear that you have to kind of help you with the heat the heat mm, lots of water (laughs) water that's your best friend yeah water water is gonna be like i remember last year when we were out there honestly i don't think we hardly ate anything just because it was so hot like you're i don't know about anybody else but i usually don't get that hungry when i'm hot and sweating a lot we just drank a lot of water so that's like the main thing and then uh are you bringing a filtration system so if something were to happen where you spill your water or you know, i i do have a set or setup i actually just got it this year uh it's probably more for if i ever do get into uh like long backpack hunts for more particular elk hunting i don't know if i'll use it on the antelope hunt but i just bought one of those uh the sawyer squeeze uh filtration system and then they got they come with a couple bags but i think I've what I've kind of read and done research on they're they're kind of junk, uh, but anyway they come with a couple of bags. So I actually bought just a, a platypus two liter bag that I'm going to use for dirty water, and then, yeah, but I like I said I don't think I'm going to use it on this trip as much. I'm just gonna we're just gonna pack uh, jugs for the back of the truck, and then because I you know we'll probably camp relatively close to the truck, and if we don't, it won't be you know too far from it, so we're always going to have access to water. And that kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, last year, you brought your camper. Mm-hmm. And this year, if you are bringing it, it's like two and yeah. a half hours that way. No, it's it's already <laughs> set up. She, she's going to sit tight for until uh, we put it away for the winter. No, we're going to – we decided it – was, it was fine bringing it last year. We just kind of wanted to change it up, and we're just going to tent this time. It helps maybe being a little bit more mobile and uh, definitely a gas saver. That, that camper, uh, I think last year we would get eight miles to the gallon up there. So it's uh, definitely a gas hog. And, I mean, it, it's nice. It's kind of luxury, but the, the, the tenting is kind of a more, you know, ideal. So we're going to try that this year. Yeah, what's that saying? you got to pay to play. If you want to bring the camper down there, you're going to yep, pay for pay it. for it, yep. Did you run? Did you even have power where you were at, or were you just mm-hmm. off No, just off dry grid? camping. Okay. Yep, no power. But – the the camper does have the solar panel on it so we're able to have lights and stuff so no ac works. though no ac we didn't need it last year i don't well during the day we're not there so i mean we're we're not at the camper during the day we're in the truck or out hunting and for the most part it gets cool enough at night like this time too i think it's supposed to be in the 60s so it's actually going to be pretty nice sleeping weather which is weird we're yeah we're in kind of like that weird end of summer weather pattern where during the day it's it can be upwards of 100 and then at night some people are turning on the heat in their campers. Yeah, yeah, because it, like I said, it'll get. I think the four or the lows call for like low sixties at nighttime. So, so how many days before we get into your full gear breakdown? How many days you said you're leaving Friday? Yep. Are you hunting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? That's the plan. Yep. Part maybe part of the day on Monday. So probably it's more like two and a half days of hunting. All right, so now you have the gear breakdown. I mean, yep. everything. Everything? First of all, your bow. 
that's that's what well, most people I, uh, <laughs> I actually i i shoot uh, matthew's triax it's a uh, gosh now it's got to be five or six years old so nothing special nothing brands making new but it's been a good bow and i just got it restrung last year uh, i did put a new sight on it this year um i'm not sure what the actual brand is but well it's a it's a tetra HHA, I think, is the brand of it. Isn't it the tournament edition? Yeah. Yep, it is the tournament edition, I believe. The and roller? Then, yep. And, yep, I went with that this year, so I got that sighted in. You had um, to do it twice. Or was it three times? Yeah, I, I think I, I, I struggled. <laughs> I, I, would get it, I would get it dialed in 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and then I was having trouble out at, like, 100 yards. I, I kept, you know, shooting high, so I kind of had to tweak some stuff and, you know, finally got it to where, where I wanted it to be, so... Because with your antelope hunts, you're uh, you're kind of expecting a a polk. Well, it well, depends. That, it depends. It really does. If you're, I mean, if you're gonna do which both methods, you know, we're gonna try the spot and stock method or waterhole method. You know, spot and stock. I mean, you're. I don't know. Last year, the closest we could ever get was about a hundred yards. You know, because we're we're actually going down. You know, they're not quite rutting, so a lot of them are gonna be in bigger groups. You know, like we didn't we didn't see a lot of antelope by themselves last year because it was still kind of early. You know, if it's September, you might have a little better chance of getting a little bit closer, maybe on a buck, especially if you're using a decoy. You know, they might come in, get curious, territorial things like that. So, um, but yeah, in a, in a waterhole situation, I mean, but sometimes they're big enough where yeah, you could still have a sixty-yard poke. You know, but that's that's one uh, plus of of. There's probably some people that hear us saying, you know. We shoot at 100 yards when we shoot. Well, when you shoot at 100 and then you go even to 80, 80 is, it's nothing. Like yeah, it's different, yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah. Whereas if you first start, well, when I first started, I I was satisfied with a 30-yard shot. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting there at 80, you know, not not super, super dead on, but I'm not, I've shot with you quite a bit, and I'm not, uh, I was invited to bow league. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's just like anything. The more you practice, the more you get used to your equipment. It's gonna, it's gonna pay off. And then the more comfortable you're gonna feel at, you know. I mean, granted, that's just target shooting. I mean, it's always gonna change when you're actually shooting at, you know, wild game. So what about, what about your, uh, your arrow setups? Are you, because you're another one that you sometimes you go for mule deer, sometimes you go for. Yep, and I. I've actually, I've never done elk hunting, so I haven't had to change for that. I think if I did go elk hunting, I might have to get a little stiffer spined arrow and maybe go a little heavier. Um, I just, I I shoot right now full metal jackets um, with a 400 spine on it, five millimeters. um, And then just, I use the Rage Hypodermic Broadheads. And that, to me, those have been great for whitetail, antelope, and mule deer. I've never what, had to change my setup. What's the saying? Rage in the cage? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've, they've come a long ways. I, I shot rages years ago, and I never liked them. Uh, but now, I think the now the newer ones that have come out in the past, you know, several years have been pretty good. So I switched back to them, and they, they're a good broadhead. Uh, one little quick question that's kind of off topic. When you go... Say you get out to your tree stand, or you're you're gonna go hunt around here, or even there, whatever. How often, or how many arrows do you fling with your broadheads on them to make sure that they're flying the same, or are you not? I never shoot. Never broadheads. shoot broadheads. Nope. The only time I shoot with broadheads is if it's at an animal. That's kind of uh, one of those controversial things where you might have some guys saying, uh, "Yeah, you have to. You have to sight sure. in with your broadheads on." And then you got other, like, I'm in the same boat. I've never shot a broadhead at one of my targets. Yep. Well, I take that back. One of mine, it's not meant for it, and it accidentally got a broadhead <laughs> yeah. slung through it. Yep. But, uh, so you're not changing. No, I have no, I would have no reason to change. I mean, I've never had, if if I miss, it's not because I'm not sighted in with an arrow and broadhead. It's because I had a bad shot. I mean, ideally... You know, you're shooting the same weighted practice tips, the same weighted broadheads. You know, they should fly, I mean, in my opinion, very, very similar. So you did make one change <clears throat> to your setups, and I don't know if, if that's my fault or yeah. kind of my fault. I feel like it is kind of my fault. 
Yeah. But we were, last time we were shooting, it got dark out and I had lighted Nox and you didn't. And now you do. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I switched back to them. I, I really enjoy shooting with lighted Nox because, I mean, one, I don't have the best eyesight to begin with. And like, it's so, it's so awesome seeing like even just target shooting where your arrow hits. I mean, and not that you can't flip out your binoculars and see or see when you get up there, but to me, when you're when you're trying to get your groupings, you know, and you're shooting at those really long distances, to just see all the lighted knocks together, you know, you don't you don't even have a second guess or oh, where'd that one hit, where'd that one hit? No, I knew I missed there. You know, you can see them all. I just I I just like shooting them, and they're they're I think they're a huge benefit for you know when you're out hunting too. Did you notice a, a difference when you swapped from the non-lighted to the lighted as far as your sight being off at all or not? Oh, yeah, you definitely got a sight. Like, so I completely started from scratch when I switched to those lighted knocks because they make a huge difference at long range. 20 yards, you're not going to notice anything, but when you get out to 80, 100 yards, I mean, you're going to have a significant drop because it's the weight difference is going to be, you know, make a huge difference. So, so now that we've run through the book, oh, you got something? Nope. So now that we've run through the bow, um, we'll start on gear. And I see you've got the uh, the Ozark Trail <laughs> four-person dome tent. Is is that the the choice? That is the family tent. <laughs> that's uh, that's down here in the basement for when we want to have camp night in the basement. No, that's not what I'm going to be running out out. Uh, I was say that's a hell of a plug yeah. for Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually I'm gonna be running the I bought a one person uh, solo tent. It's it's called the Hilberg Acto tent, and uh, I just did a lot of research on tents, and I just I don't know that's just the one I went with, and I've used it a few times. We used it uh, when we went turkey hunting uh, this spring in South Dakota down there, and it's a it's a nice little tent, super easy, and it's actually it's going to be nice for like later season and colder weather tenting. That's kind of the main reason I bought it. So, but yeah, I'll be running that for the tent. Uh, what about like your, you bring, you got like a fancy packing pillow. Yeah. And a sleeping it's not bag. that fancy. I, I do have, I have two of them. I have one that's an inflatable one, which I don't like just cause it's not, it's not very comfortable. So I, I just have, bought one of those travel pillows. I have one of those too. And it's like, you're sleeping on a damn balloon. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have it just in case, but I, I won't bring that. I'll, I'll bring my, like I said, I just bought like one of those. I think the brand is called Wise Owl, and I just bought it online, and it's just a it's just a nice travel soft pillow. You're grabbing the, the king-size bed bed yeah. pillow that you use all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to, you know, do it when you're not camping far from the truck, but if you, I, I always, I'm trying to get to become a minimalist and, bring, you know, pack lightly. So I'll be running that, and then for I got a uh, Thermarest uh, sleeping pad. Um, trying to think of the the actual model of it, but that's new this year. I think it's the the Exotherm Aerulite or something. I don't know. It's uh, but yeah, but it's got its own little hand pump bag, and then I'll run a. I've got a Stone Glacier Chilkoot. Uh, sleeping bag but i think that's going to be a little warm for this hunt so i'll probably just bring my uh i don't know it's like an older 40 degree sleeping bag it's it's a lot uh thinner and is all this stuff when you when you throw your pack on you've got all of this stuff in your yep if we decide to camp away from the truck i mean it's all in the pack yep and i the pack i'm running this year it's it's actually a new setup i uh once again i i did a lot of research over this last year and kind of just bought a bunch of different stuff to try to get the gear a little better for me because last year I didn't have the best pack. I mean, it, it did the job, but so I, this year I went, I went with a Everly stock. So I bought the F1 mainframe, uh, with a couple bat wing pouches. And then I bought the vapor series, uh, 5,000 cubic inch, uh, pack for it. So all in all, it's, I could have like, you know, six or 7,000 cubic inch for, you've got a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more for if, like I said, not so much for the antelope, but if you do like a uh, several day back country hunt for, let's say elk or even mule deer or something, depending on how far you're in there. But now at least you kind of buy once, cry once, you know, now I'll have it. So that's what I'll be running for a pack. Better to, better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. 
Well, I really liked the Everly stock because it had it just all the options that it had because they they actually call it the the modular system. So like so, the Vapor series and my Bat Wings. Like, let's say I go out and we camp away from the truck, a couple miles, two, three, whatever miles. I can leave my big Vapor series pack, the five thousand cubic inch, at camp. And then my bat wings just zip on the back for a day pack. Like, so when you set up a spike camp, you know, and then leave from there, you know, and then you have your day pack with you. So it's almost like you have a day pack, but then you also have like your huge, you know, back country pack at the same time. But like a lot of packs, you know, they don't break down. They are all one pack. I mean, they, they can compress. I know a lot of, I know a lot of bags are like that where they can get really small. So but that works too. But, but with those you're taking, it, it's all all of that that bag space is going with you whether you're i'm talking the one that they can't like drop pieces off mm-hmm. you're you know all of that extra weight which it's not a lot of weight but at the end of the day everything's got a little weight to it oh yeah yeah i i did some weighing for like having the whole pack system ready for different different hunts and i mean it varies anywhere from you know 45 pounds to up to 60 pounds if you're going talking rifle late season with warmer clothes and so what is what do you know what this one's going to be uh this one's probably going to be around that 50 pounds that's what i would say it really it really adds up when you have have the water yeah i suppose when you add that bladder in there or you have like i i run just several nalgene bottles if i'm going on a one to two day hunt or whatever yep so what about your uh your your camel and your your everything from boots to are you camel and clothing uh i i'm not super particular on like a camel pattern or a brand i mean i do run uh drake non-typical uh i just get it i mean there are some local places here in town that sell it but it's not a lot so i just run that and just order it online and i just bought uh just a couple different like really thin long sleeve shirts because last year i wore t-shirts and they work fine but i kind of feel like the sun kind of beats on your skin a little bit too much so i think i'm going to try the long sleeve uh really thin shirts and then the same with the pants and then uh what just out of curiosity what camel pattern are you running i mean this time of year i would assume it's green out there uh, not well, no, not actually. Really, it's it's all it's tan because it's all prairie. I, I suppose it's just all brown. I mean, there is some green out there, but it's going to be where we're going to be at. It's pretty much going to be prairie grass and just brown. And so, no, I don't have tan camel. I just I just use like I, I bought a couple. The ones that I bought were one was real tree timber, and then the other one was a, uh, a coyote tetra. I mean, they've got so many. They have like six or seven different camels. I like the real I, tree stuff. That's that's yeah. what I run for my oh yeah North Dakota bow yep. season. Yeah, and that I mean, camel. It's it, it all works. I mean, anything's gonna work for you know. There's some some are diehard you know Sitka guys. Some are diehard <laughs> Kuyu guys. I mean, it just never you know. I think Jacob Jacob's turning into a Sitka guy. Is he? Yeah. His wallet doesn't like that. I bet. <laughs> But yeah, so that's probably what I'll be running for clothes wise. And other than that, I'm not going to bring a lot of different, I mean, clothing is what I feel like a lot of guys, including myself, overpack a lot of is, is clothing. And I, mean, I suppose on a, on a hunt like this going mid to late August, you don't really, it's not one of those circumstances where, you know, you get into late November around here and it's like, okay, yeah, it might, I might need this extra stuff mm-hmm. right now. You can kind of afford to, well, yeah, pack lightly for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's not, I think, like I said, the only warm clothing I'll have is I think I might just bring a sweatshirt for like at the camp, you know, and other than that, it's going to be just, you know, light long sleeve stuff. And, and I, I don't, I don't usually say that often as far as, you know, underpacking is, is acceptable because you, <clears throat> you're you're never Wixo said it on last week's episode. You're never <clears throat> excuse me. You're never going to be fully prepared for every possible scenario. But in this case, I mean, you can look in and and see what your worst case scenario is as far as temperature goes and even though the weather people are not always correct, they they haven't been ever. Um yeah. shout out to the weather people. Uh <laughs> But you can you can look at all that stuff and look at several different outlets and see what the lowest possible temperature is going to be, 
uh, what your wind is going to be, what your, you know, whether it's going to rain or not, you know. Well, it's just like anything. You're going to, you're going to go, the more, the more hunts and the more, you know, things a guy does, I mean, you're going to, you're going to run into different scenarios. Like, so like, you know, this year compared to last year, it's like one thing that I did not have last year that I'm bringing this year. And it's kind of a, you know, I just didn't, all I, all I had were, uh, like, you know, baseball caps last year. So this year I bought a uh, bucket cap because I got super sunburnt on my neck last year from just being out in the sun. And, you know, I, I, I want to bring a bucket hat to kind of prevent that this year. So, and sunscreen, that was the other thing we didn't have. So kind of one of those things that Getting every s- time you go, you're going to, you're going to think of something else you that running. you need to bring, or you're going to bring stuff that, why did I bring that last time? I have no need for it. You running scentless sunscreen? Are you guys not right. too uh, concerned on the? I, I'm, I'm no expert in antelope hunting. I'm really not. I, I don't know how much. I mean, it, just like anything, they're they're gonna wind you. So I guess in my opinion, I would. We're always just gonna try to play the wind as best as we can. Whether we're setting up the ground blind downwind compared to where we think the antelope are gonna be coming in on a waterhole, or vice versa, if we're doing a spot and stock. I mean, it's gonna be pretty tough. To, even if you're, you know, just like whitetail hunting, I mean, you're never going to, you can't fool a deer's nose 100%. It doesn't matter how much scent eliminator you're going to use. So it's always just better to play the wind regardless. So, I mean, as far as scent elimination, I don't bring anything for antelope hunting. I don't spray down or anything like that. And maybe that's something in the future I'll, you know, change. But as of right now, you know, that's that's just how I do it. So your your boots? Are you running the same boots that you would run? No, last year I ran. I just actually ran uh, uh, Merrill uh, hiking shoes last year, and they worked great because I wanted some lightweight ones. But there was a lot of like uh, kind of briar cactus, you know, junk out there, and I remember my ankles kind of getting filled with them all the time. So this year I I'm gonna run just non insulated uh, Danner pronghorns. And they're, I've been wearing them quite a bit this summer, so I've already got them broken in and they're, they're a good boot. So I'll just be running those. And that's, I think that's all I'm going to bring. You know, I'm probably backup shoelaces is the only other thing I'll bring. And then if not, I'll have. That's a tip. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that, you know, well, and actually I shouldn't even say backup shoelaces. I just bring paracord and paracord makes great shoelaces. So (laughs) Papa Josh would be proud. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't listen to these, but he'd be proud. Oh, we can. You'll mention it to him next I'll, time. I'll tell him to tune in to like the, 33 minutes and he'll yeah, hear a shout out yeah. for him. But yeah, so I would just, that's all I'm going to do is there and then I'll just have my camp shoes. So, I mean, there's not going to be, you know, a lot of trips I would bring like muck boots or, you know, heavy winter boots, but for this type of hunt, not going to be needed. What about your glass? Are you switching it up from what you wear on here and then your bino harness? No, bino harness, uh, I'm going to, wear the same as last year i'm just running the marsupial uh vinyl harness with a couple additional pack or pouches on it just for range finder and then for my release and then i'll uh, uh run the same glass i just use my uh, 12 by 50 razor vortex binos and that's it i don't we don't i don't bring a spotter i have kind of a love-hate relationship with spotters it's kind of like i feel like i want to purchase one and i feel like they could have you know, a, a good place, but it's almost like I don't ever, I've taken spotting scopes before on hunting trips and I don't ever pull them out of my bag. I just always use my binos because I'm at, I'm at the phase where it, I can tell if it's a shooter with my binos, I don't need to count how many kickers or how many, <laughs> you know, or how, how, how wide his Not yet. You know, G3 is. I mean, no, it's like, no. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get that way. I mean, eventually I might buy one just to have one, but they get, you know, it's kind of like they always say when you when you purchase optics, it's like you you got you got to go expensive, you know. Don't yeah, don't cheap you, out. Don't cheap don't cheap out on optics. So that's kind of where it's like, well, if you do, the quality's not going to be there, so it's tough to you know purchase all that stuff. So. And then lastly, for your antelope hunt, and then after this, I think we've got most of it covered. If you can, th- well, I, two more. First one, um, 
what are you doing for i know last year you guys ran you guys ran some decoys and you ran ground blind mm-hmm. we're gonna use the same ground blind honestly don't even ask me the brand of it i'm not sure what it is i bought it i think it's a rhino blind is what the brand is uh same one as last year you've got and that's the that's the full 360 see-through isn't it no nope, this one's 180 so oh. it's only half it's just two two panels are see-through do you do you like well. that versus the the typical you know open the windows well these windows still open no i know but i mean oh. like as far as being able to sit in there like mine when i use them for whitetail hunting when i'm bow hunting i i don't like it because i have to i'm funneled to y- you you, you have mean, to look through the window everything else is black right and that's just your typical i mean that so is it that worth your it original is it worth it to go with the the full wall see-through i would 100 percent. i would say and, <clears throat> and the only reason i say that is i don't think they're that much more expensive i think the price on those like i honestly i don't even think i paid 200 bucks for this one i mean the they, they've come out with so many brands have come out with it now I, I think it's a pretty common like ideal thing so i would i would say 100 percent go with one of those now now whether you want 270 or 180 or the full 360 i don't know if you really need the full 360 i mean depending on i guess the hunting scenarios you're in but the 180 worked perfect for us last year and as far as decoys uh, i just have the montana uh, pop-up decoy with some stakes and we used that last year a few times. Got close on the spot and stocks with them, but like I said, we couldn't get closer than 100 yards. So we'll see if that's different this year. And if I remember correctly, their eyesight is very, very, very good. Yeah, I don't know where I heard this, but somebody had once told me that their their eyesight is like a six-power binocular. I mean, so imagine a six-power binocular, you know. Dude, that'd be, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who somebody had there. I read it somewhere. Somebody had said that I thought like was a yeah six power. So yeah, their eyesight is their best. Like you know, they always say white tail is their nose. You know, pronghorn antelope, whatever you want to say, is their eyesight. That's going to be the biggest thing. So, so do you kind of have a game plan on where you're going to start, or are you guys like have you been doing any form of pre-scouting or oh, yeah you... well and we kind of based it off of kind of what we did last year and but just like any kind of public land hunting you always got to have plan a b c d e maybe even f you know it just goes down the line because how often do just... you use plan a <laughs> a lot of t- well we always start with plan a how o- let me rephrase uh, that how uh, often does plan a work uh it kind of depends i, I feel mean, like it's it really like a 20 percent. yeah i mean there's always going to be something i mean whether it's you know other hunters or you know cattle is a big thing you know there's just there's just all kinds of stuff you run into out on public land you know and it's just that's just the beauty of it but yeah no we've we've done our scouting best as we could and then we'll just kind of play it by ear running the onyx yep yep still running still running onyx i like it i'm used to it the features and everything it's pretty sweet how how much stuff you can do on there and it seems like there's still so much stuff on there that you can do that i don't even know yeah i haven't even yeah there's there's a lot of stuff that keeps coming out that i don't even know how to how to do or how to use and do they have the electronic posting in south dakota i if they i don't believe so i don't even think that's in south dakota not like north dakota do you do you have to pay for the did you buy south dakota specifically like because me i only have north dakota or did you buy all? no i just I have all 50, yeah. I just buy the premium because there's a few other states that I I choose to hunt too, so. Jake, uh, my uncle, who hasn't been on since last rifle season, we got to get him back in here, but he was telling me that they messed up on his subscription, and when he, do you remember exactly what happened? No, but I just know, and does he still pay that? Yeah. Yeah. Because so they, they told him that you can, basically what he did is he bought, tried to buy one state, but they charged him for all the states. And then he caught, got a hold of them, and they're like, oh, shit, sorry about that. We're going to reverse it. So now you're going to pay for one state, but you're going to get all the states, which I don't remember what the price difference is. Well, I don't know. And I don't think he's paying for the price of one state. I just think he's er, getting it cheaper. A little bit more. Yeah. But, but they told him it, it's a discounted price. It's it a is. deal price. That, yeah. But I they, don't even know what. It just comes out of my checking every <laughs> year. <laughs> I don't even know what the 
they, they probably upped it a hundred dollars and they don't even know <laughs> but they told him that as long as you keep on paying for this price you can keep using the all 50 states but the, the one year that you let it lapse you're paying the full price <laughs> yeah yep. no it's been a it's been a good little little feature app that we use well hopefully you guys are uh successful yeah we're hoping so it's gonna be fun so switching gears just a little bit have you started preparing for uh north dakota season or no i well the only preparation is just my shooting i have not got my cameras out yet uh which is pretty bizarre normally i have those out in july what about your your your, because you're doing north dakota and minnesota yeah this year i'm gonna do both yep did you have you started in minnesota at all yet no i i've just went out to the property a couple times and that's it yeah Um, i called you that one day and you're like huffing and puffing and i hear (laughs) shit in the background and i'm like what hello i was doing some doing some recon (laughs) yeah sorry i'm in a cornfield do do you need help no no it was good (laughs) no i had that that one uh minnesota starts a couple weeks after north dakota so i'd like to get well i gotta get all of them out but yeah i i that's one thing i'm hoping to honestly do that this week so which is it's already a busy packed full week with work and everything else so we'll see if i get time glad i caught you on uh on an open day yeah because yeah the rest of the week i'd have been like nope oh, i called sorry, you no podcast I, I called you after work today and i was like well i'd like to get you on before you leave on this antelope punt yeah and i am busy tomorrow and wednesday and then thursday you leave the next day so yeah. i wouldn't expect thursday something right. like well that leaves us with tonight and then here we are yeah well, it worked <laughs> out no glad we could get one in no, it's going to be fun. Um, how about you? You've been getting prepped for North Dakota yet? Are you just something to North Dakota? Yep, yep, okay. just North Dakota. Uh, Did you tag yet? Nope. Don't send that in because you don't just go over the counter anymore. So Correct. I would I would <clears throat> go online tonight and get that ordered. I will do that this week. I'm going to buy that, and then yep. I'd also like to get out. That's probably my plan on Thursday is to go. I'm going to set up my trail camera probably Wednesday night and get it. I'm not going to do the, the rookie mistake of taking the camera that hasn't been used since last year and getting it set up and not updating it and going out and sticking it on a tree. Yeah. I'm going to actually set it up beforehand and make sure that it works. And then yep. I am ahead of the game. I got my stands up, but they never came down. So <laughs> just leave them up. Just, just, hey, just check your straps. Yep. I loosen them. Yeah. I loosen them before I climb down. Oh, good. Yeah. But so I, I did leave. I did leave my bow hanger screwed into the tree so oh, i'm, I'm guessing he's that's all pretty. he's probably all rusty now uh, they usually have some pretty good coatings on them they, that'll probably be fine i think i've left those up for years in a tree before I, th- I think it's one that i actually got from you it's a real tree it's got the you probably could actually have, i have like a hundred of those things oh well we're gonna go through the garage yeah, we'll here the on garage. the way out and i'll i like coming down to, <laughs> down to jared's because he's always like yeah i don't use that take it <laughs> and then it goes into my stuff that because yep. you gave me a bunch of the smaller pegs too yep but, uh, yeah, no, an answer to the question, um, other than having my stands up because I didn't take them down last year, uh, shooting the bow. See, uh, that's the number one thing is. That new sight is awesome. That thing makes that bow so much more. And it was fun to shoot before. But yeah. now, like my old sight, I couldn't get it really dialed in past 50. And that, that, yeah. that part of that could have been me just getting frustrated with it. But this new one. We're going to go out and probably it's fling a... a it's fling a, a new and used one at the same time. New to me. Yeah. We're going to go out and probably fling a couple arrows here before before we take off, but uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous to pull it back. Yeah, but now you got a brand new D-loop. I don't care. I know what can happen. <laughs> it's almost one of those things that, depending on how much you shoot, change it every year. doesn't matter if it's war, tear down, or anything. Just change it every year. The guy did give me... Uh, or he told me, he's like, I want to... You got your release. I want to look at your release to see if your release is sharp and it's fraying it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think so because this this release or this D loop was on this bow before I bought it. So it's it's yep. probably it was probably six seven years old. Right. And I've shot it a ton. I've yeah. <laughs> you put a lot of arrows through that thing already. Which is good. I'm 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 feeling. I'm actually the most excited about uh, about North Dakota bow season this year and i i never thought that i would i would go this far but i actually think that i'm more excited for for bow season than i ever have been for rifle season i, I think the bow is kind of starting to take over the 
it used to be I was, I was like super excited for rifle. I mm-hmm. you know that was what I liked more, but I, and I still haven't been able to get one with my bow yet. But I feel like I'm I'm taking strides in the right direction. Oh yeah, you'll get one. Yep, just put in your time and it'll happen. So that brings us to our uh, our question segment. Do you have one or do you want me to go first? Ah, oh, question segment here. Let's think. Um, if you could, so my nephew here, Nick, uh, we're both fellow electricians. So I'm just going to keep it in the electrical field here. So if you had one tool in your arsenal, whatever you had, not power tools, it's got to be it's got to be something like, you know, hand tools in your bag whatever. If you had to pick a number 1, like you could not go without it, what would it be? It's easy. Easy? The 11 and 1. The 11 and 1? Is that a Klein? Yep, okay. sure is. Yep. I will say Klein is starting to go downhill a little bit. In my opinion, they they haven't been uh they're still that that's what 90% of the tools are and my right. my hand tools are Klein. Yep. But, I mean, I've had a lot of strippers that the grips have popped off. I have screwdrivers that strip out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of that could be user error, but yep. not all of it. Right. No, I agree. There's sometimes the quality just doesn't stay forever. Yep. What about you? Very cool. Uh, you know, you know I, I would say, you know, my linesman, and I, I, I use Nipex. I have, I have a pair of Nipex linesmen. I love them. But I'm, I'm gonna th- I think I'm going to put that at number two because my number one and it's one I recently got this year, and actually I'm going to use it probably for hunting as well, is, and I don't know if you've seen them, Milwaukee has those neck lights. Oh, yeah. Dude, that thing is the cat's meow. Doesn't that count I, as a power tool? It's got what? a battery. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't think that's a power <laughs> I tool. I won't count it as a power no, tool. <laughs> no, no, no. But anyway, that, I, I love, and I know there's other, other brands make it. Like, I, I know there's more than just the Milwaukee one, but that, that's the first one I've ever used as the neck style. And I, there's days I'll literally wear it on the job site all day long. And then it's just like, I'm kind of in a spot where like, oh no, I can see pretty good, but it's just like, Hey dude, why don't I just go click? And it's like, yeah. boom, just lights everything up. And they, they are, they are pretty you, nice. You forget it's on, I, I forget I'm even wearing it, you know? It's just like wearing the, the, like the, the head, the headlamp. If you pull it down off your hat and have it around your neck or whatever, but this one, it's nice and yeah. it fits. Oh and yeah. Yeah. So that'd be my that'd be my number one. If you had to pick the Zero Ultra Monsters or coffee, one of them you can never drink again. Which one I would I never drink again? If or you what? had to, you had to, you have to pick the because Jared and I both really like the the Zero oh, the Monster yeah. Zero Ultras. If you had to pick those or regular black coffee cappuccino, all of it falls under the same blanket. I guess I'd have to go with the more health, like, because I know those monsters aren't good for you, and I just, I can't go without coffee, so I would definitely choose black coffee over, that's my, that's my go-to. That was my same exact way I was going to go with that is. I do love, don't get me wrong, I like the, the monsters, they are, they are delicious, but I also don't have one of those every single morning. I mean, I, I have coffee every morning and can never go out without, without it. I look at uh, so I don't really drink black coffee in the fall, like when it's or not, sorry in the say, summer. What? That's when it's the, good. The summer, summer. Yeah, it is kind of tough. Like, I don't drink nearly as much of it. Like I haven't had the last time that I had a cup of coffee was probably back in. Actually, I lied. I just had one last weekend because it was like in the fifties on Saturday yeah. in the mornings. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I would go the same way just because of the other health aspect yeah. of it. And, yeah, and health is a little bit. Yeah, nothing beats a, a cup of black coffee when you're driving around looking for a spot oh, to yeah. go walk that, for deer. That's one of my. That's coming with me on the antelope hunt. That I have. I I have the setup for the jet boil, and that's what I make every morning when I'm out there. You gotta have a cup of Joe. Well, that was one one thing we didn't get into is what food you were bringing on your antelope hunt and oh. what uh like what your your cooking setup is oh. which you just said is the jet boil Very simple yep i just run the jet boil and then i just am running a couple mountain house meals i did actually buy i'm gonna try one of those peak meals they're a little bit more spendy but geez some of them look really good so i think I'll i've probably, had those i'll probably end up using or uh, going with that and then as far as like food wise it's not a it's not a whole lot. We're not we're not gonna bring a grill. We're not gonna do well. The only reason we're not is because that's actually up in the camper. 
so I don't have it with me. But anyway, that's it's probably not needed anyway. The only, the only thing that is going to stink is if we do get an antelope and we want to throw some back straps on. I could have uh, a, pulled a pulled a favor in for I know, you. I know I didn't even think of asking to bring it down, but that's okay. We'll 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 fry the back straps up when we get back. But yeah, well, that, other than that, food wise, that's about it. And then just kind of some snacks here and there. But the jet boil has definitely been something that that's been a really good investment. Yeah, I run one for uh, for ice fishing, and oh, it's yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, I think that's cool. where I had those peak meals because oh, that's what sure. I run. I do the same thing. I take, uh, I'll go stock up on ten mountain house meals, mm-hmm. and then they'll last me for a couple weeks. And yep. then because most of the time on Fridays, if I get off work early, I'm hooking up to my trailer and I'm going to the lake. I'm not going to be around to grab something to eat, so I'll usually eat that. And then, uh, yeah. So, well, you got anything to uh, close out with? Nope. Uh, as the season's coming up, be safe out there. Have fun. It's right around the corner. So, yeah, make sure you shooting. make sure you're out shooting your bow and yep. uh, getting her all sighted in. Switching up your arrows if you're gonna do it, and be safe. Buy your tags. Um, check your straps on your tree stands. You don't want to be don't want to be falling out of those. Uh, keep an eye out on the the Instagram, the Facebook, all the good stuff. I did promise a youtube video coming up by the end of august so i'm gonna have to get on that because i'm running out of out of daylight and i haven't recorded anything yet we'll get something absolutely well thanks for tuning in guys uh give us a a like a review a share a follow whatever you want to do every every little bit of feedback is uh is good feedback so until next time we'll get back to you (laughs) 